This week on The Coach and the Casual, we got special guest Eric the Silverback Iman, a true heavyweight coming off a KO victory at Fierce. Uh, we're going to get his opinion on all this heavyweight action going, what it's like to be someone that actually cuts down to 265, and hopefully we get Kyle to talk a little shit and we can get him to fight here. Tune in this week on The Coach and the Casual. <laughs> Oh yeah, we'll kick it off right, right, right at the start of it. This was—I'd gone to a fierce before. We went to the one up in uh, Farmington, and there was no heavyweights there. I'll tell you when I when I was watching at the last one in Farmington, the biggest guys were eighty-five pounds, eighty-fivers, and even then I watched those eighty-fivers before. Then I was watching the thirty-fives, forty-fives. I was like, yeah, I feel like I could step in there. It's not too scary. But when you start to see the bigger guys go at it, it's like holy shit! I do not want to be in there. It's it's uh, <laughs> so uh, right out the gate. I mean, when you're stepping in a, against a, another big heavyweight, are you ever like, oh shit, what is this? No, I mean, not for me because I'm, you know, I'm typically bigger than even the bigger heavyweights, right? Six four, six. I'm six six, six, six almost six six. six. Jeez, Holy bro. crap. So I'm, I mean, you know, and. You want to know, you know. Well, ironically, we know how big, you know. It hits my knee. So, <laughs> so and Kyle doesn't get past his balls. <laughs> it's a dick dude. I love that we started this way. So, but and ironically, the the heavyweight with Kent and Zeke and me, I was the lightest guy. I was two fifty seven. Oh, really? I, yeah, and I think Kent weighed two fifty eight or two fifty nine, and Zeke yeah. was right at two sixty five. So and he, Kent's fight got canceled just yeah. that, like that. Yeah. So that heavy uh, main event ended up being the other heavyweight Zeke and Ch Chisholm. Chisholm, and then you were the co-main, or yeah, yeah co-main up to co-main. Um, so it was me and and Salmon, Jesse Salmon. Does that change anything for your pay last minute or not? Really? No, yeah. no. It's by then. I mean, especially by then, you couldn't even negotiate it anyway. But yeah. you know, and you're a local fighter, so you probably got paid like a Rolls Royce kind of payment, right? Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. I saw that car up front, right? Wasn't that yours? <laughs> yeah. Your Bentley after that knockout. <laughs> Cashing in, man. I got to yeah, cash that I said, hey, I'll step in with Kent right now, but they'd have to. Pay Pay me more than the eight hundred they were gonna pay. Yeah. Right? <laughs> Whatever Chisholm was gonna make. That yeah. that was kind of a weird deal because Chisholm backed out or said not he was Chisholm. sick at like not Chisholm. Or not Chisholm uh, yeah. uh, what? Yeah, the what other uh, yeah. Dally? He doesn't deserve his name. He yeah. backed out last. It was minute. like three thirty in the afternoon. I know. Holy I crap! Saw, I saw him on Instagram today commenting on it, saying, "Hey guys, you know, really, my my body gave out. I'm really sorry and everything." Um, but yeah, I mean that's crazy day of to pull out, right? Well, you know, especially it's funny. Kent actually was Florida. sick one time. Especially uh, fly. Yeah. He talked to me about that. Actually, yeah. told me when we were back back in the dressing room, we talked about what you told him. Yeah, go ahead. No, you tell us. Yeah, well, he he said, you know, my my. Did he say his first or second profile early in his career? I forget which one I was. And he said, he said, you know, one time I was I was uh, I was not feeling one hundred percent. I really felt like I was coming down with something, and I text Ramsey and I was like bro I I just I don't think I feel good and Ramsey said did you sign the contract and he said yeah he said then you better get to fucking work yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Jordan that shit and then he finished the dude yeah well I mean yeah. Kent's a stud I yeah. 
Uh, absolutely. He he deserves to be the heavyweight champ. There's yeah. no question. So then you get the last minute like replacement. What was like the first thing you did? Did you watch footage or you kind of like? So I I tried to watch some footage and I couldn't find any footage on him past 15. Um, but I went and looked at his record. Uh, he only had one win uh, by striking stoppage. Uh, everything else had been by submission. We had a, an opponent in common, Andy Witt, who was also a last-minute replacement for me at the time. Uh, and Andy actually submitted him, and I knocked Andy out in less than a minute. Dang. Well, going back, I mean, even before we talk about this fight, it was he was a replacement. You were supposed to fight somebody on, and Ramsey was only telling me it was a trilogy fight for you or something. Who were you supposed to fight and what happened? So I was supposed to fight Luis Cortez, which is why I thought I'd come out of retirement. They offered me the fight. How old are you again? I'm 45. 45? Hell yeah, I do. Cortez is 35. Um, and he beat me twice. He, he beat me in another promotion. Um, and again, he was a last minute replacement. Uh, and the first fight, um, I think on eight days I had to cut 22 pounds. Oh, oh God. Um, because I was supposed to fight. I was, it was early, It was like my second or third pro fight. And so I was, you're 287. Yeah. I was, only, I was just under 290, and I had to Holy cut down God. to 265. So, I mean, I did the, the bath and the sauna and the whole thing the night before the fight. And, you know, I made weight and then went out and fought and didn't know anything about this guy at all, right? Um, and everybody that I'd fought up until that point, they, they tended to be, you know, guys that wanted to trap me against the cage, try to take me down, things like that. And he did something. You want to strike. Yes. And I'm a striker. I, yeah. I didn't wrestle. I, I do a lot of defensive, uh, wrestling, a lot of defensive jujitsu, but I, I'm, you know, I think I've taken three guys down in my career, well, you know, Educate me here. Wouldn't you? Wouldn't it seem like the bigger guy would want to go down to the ground more? I mean, obviously it wasn't your discipline, but if you're if you're typically the biggest guy, you never had the thought like, okay, I better start learning wrestling at some point. So I mean, I I can I I can take guys down. I can trap them against the cage. I can put the pressure on them if I want. It's just the finishing moves afterwards. It's not in my. I mean, I did it a little bit in this when I when I got the full mount right. Yeah, I mean, you can see this right. Yeah, it's right there on the screen. Yeah. But, you know, and, and I know basic submissions, things like that, you know, um, it's just, it, it doesn't necessarily cross my mind for the most it part. It doesn't tickle your fancy. No, no, I, I get it. Not. Why are you going to take someone down and win like that when you could just... Is it, and it, is it so much more like... Uh physically taxing a lot more energy to be down on the ground than it is to be standing up striking in my opinion wrestling certainly is more physically taxing i mean I, you know even in mediocre shape i can i can fight a guy for 15 minutes yeah stand up right because i know what you know we can talk about the rhythm of the fight because i have some opinions on that no but i mean i'm with one, you but... too like kickboxing i can do it all day 30 rounds you know having fun going hard yeah, but then when you add in the takedowns, it's just it's well, a different and animal. You, so not just the takedowns, right? But you got a guy putting a shoulder against you in against the cage, yeah, and try, just trying to suck the the life out of you, you know, while you're trying to defend and, and keep from getting taken down. Um, fortunately, you know, Fabio I would say might... Dagestan until all this uh, Usman stuff is cleared up. They don't get to <laughs> own that until they clear up this. The vitamin issue, I think. How, how far into so uh, it didn't happen that much? I mean, you weren't down long in this fight, but how far into a fight, 
uh, let's say, is it two and a half minutes? When do you start thinking, okay, this guy's got me down. I'm not going to be able to get up. I need to wait out the rest of this round, and then, and then we get to stand up again. Uh, this is for both of you. How far into a, into a round do you guys give up on the round and go to survive so that you can stand up again? Different heavyweights, different for lightweights, I think. Wouldn't you say? Yes, I, I think so, especially because like Chisholm, he, he'd obviously, he was just trying to survive at that point when he was fighting uh, Zeke, Zeke, right? So And he did survive, and he got to stand up, and then it was problems, right? So how soon, how far into the round are you like, okay, F it, I'm just going to wait this thing out? I, I would not ever. Uh, if I'm trapped under a guy, I'm in trouble, especially if he's big enough to pin me and, yeah. I, and I'm having trouble hipscaping or trying to get back against the cage. Normally, I would... Like if I, if so, and it doesn't happen often with heavyweights, you tend to get pinned against the, the fence and then taken down from there. They don't shoot a lot and things like that. Yeah. Out in the day. open is too dangerous. Yeah. Cause, yeah. cause, and, and you don't want a guy like me to sprawl and land on you. Yeah. Fuck right? that. Dude, your neck would be sore. Yeah. Well, My back and, hurts thinking about and that. And your head's going straight into the mat at that point. So it's yeah. just, it's so generally, you know, most of my career and, and most of my training camp is defending the takedown against the cage. Right. Yeah. But if I'm, if I'm in the open, I'm going to try to get my back to the cage immediately. And even with 30 seconds left, I mean, it only takes one shot as a heavyweight to yeah. finish it. That's true. That's like a really, cause we saw the Derek Lewis Almeida fight. Or he Derek, dumped him on his head almost. Yeah. But moment. Derek Lewis did a great job surviving, but then like, Kent, as a heavyweight, if you're under Kent too long, you're going to get finished. He's going to hurt you. Yeah. yeah. And, like, he's got 265, 270 pounds fight night. And, that I mean, that's a good point. Because, like, I feel like maybe Derek Lewis is just the one, like, uh, exception. exception to the rule. Wouldn't you say? Because he's just kind of, like, Yeah. And, and, I mean, I can't remember the other fight. But the other fight, we saw him on the ground a little bit. It was, I mean, it's just. You look at that, and it's not—I mean, not like yeah. a like a lighter weight guy. Well, like how Derek they... Lewis, or I mean, sorry, DC. Right. And he got Derek Lewis down. It was only a matter of time before he got on his back and finished him. You know, a higher level. Which, like, I also think, like, we're talking a lot of, into this uh, heavyweights is the John Jones, you know, fighting Tom Aspinall, and we're uh, everyone's been talking about that fight. Like, oh, who would win? And I want your opinion. Like, John Jones moving up to heavyweight. Yeah, he beat Cyril Gain. Cyril was zero grappling, and he just, yes. I mean, that fight would happen him at 205 and heavyweight the same, but what about? I can't imagine there's, in the history of mixed martial arts, big guys are typically just want to throw bombs at each other. There's not too many. I mean, Alameda's a grappler, but yeah. John can decide, okay, now I'm a grappler, and he's so he's so damn athletic. Well, and creative. It, yeah. I mean, he's so creative. So creative, yeah. But even in the uh, moment, too, yes. he's like his feet are where he's always at. Like whatever's going on in the fight, he's like he's been losing most, fights. Most winning. big boys are always going to just be throwing bombs at each other, right? I mean, that's just the name of the. They don't do that much technical jujitsu. I mean, we were doing jujitsu the other day, and he was like, he was like, "Yeah, when I do this, you gotta you gotta fold your foot into your butt." And I'm like, "Well, my butt, my foot doesn't stretch that far. <laughs> I couldn't touch my butt with my foot anymore." You know what I mean? Big guys, it, it's hard to be the the flexibility to do a lot of the technical stuff. So there's not that many. Are there that many great? I like how you keep now saying like big guys, yeah, like big you, guys, yeah, like, me me and, and, like me and me Eric, and the you know? we're, the we're on the same weight class. Yeah, same weight class. <laughs> doesn't mean you're the same size. Look at the power <laughs> big guys like. 
guess. Put up your hands. Let's see these hands different. <laughs> yeah, we got about the same hands. Oh, a little bit no different. way, dude. All right, pull them out. You know, welcome to the couch. This is the, couch, the room. I'm happy to be here. Yeah. Uh, but, uh, yeah, I mean, there can't be that many high-level heavyweight uh, grapplers in the history of the game. I, I think you find high-level wrestlers. High-level wrestlers, wrestlers, that makes sense. Well, but do you like remember Dave Anderton? Yeah. So I helped get Dave ready for a bunch of fights when he was fighting locally here. Yeah. He was the only guy to, to finish Brock Lesnar in college. Yeah, and like he but you know, and that's what's wild is uh most of these heavyweights then you don't see them playing off of their back. No. Probably because what you were saying earlier is just too much power. But I mean, like, do you think John Jones is gonna be able to take like Tom Aspinall, like a young true heavyweight? Tom cuts to heavyweight while John is had to go up. Currently bulking. John looks really big, though. Yeah. I mean, at least from the pictures. But, I mean, you know, camera adds 10 pounds. Exactly. <laughs> but I, I think. It's hard to see. Like, you don't look as big as you do until you're, like, next to you. Right. And, you and I mean? that's true because I get a lot of people, well, you know, I know somebody as big as you. Eh, do you? Yeah. You know that's what I mean? Until you're. I actually think you look a little smaller up there. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you said you look a little bigger. Yeah. I, was, I don't yeah. know. I was he's gassing himself up. Yeah. He's, gonna sit, he's sitting in front of the camera, like, hey, yeah. You know. uh, zoom in on me. Yeah. I'll zoom on that one. Put a couple pounds I, that. I think, I think the. As far as Jones goes and Aspinall, I mean, Aspinall has some some background in, I mean, his grappling, you know, he's, he's got some jiu-jitsu and stuff like that. It's not like he's going to be a slouch on the ground. Exactly. I think my question would be, how does John Jones's footwork look against a guy like that? And especially a guy like Aspinall that can just hit you and knock you out. And that's time. the thing. John's been getting hit yeah. in the, all of his last fights because he's kind of slower, especially, I mean, Cyril Gain hit him, but Cyril doesn't have power. Right. Imagine Tom. Uh, Tom hits you like that. He, yeah. He's going to put, I mean, obviously you saw what he Yeah, did. yeah, he puts you down, sits you down. So I'm I'm kind of interested in like, even like your take would be the Francis John Jones fight, like okay. on that one. I'm starting to come more along the lines that, well, I mean, John says he's not going to strike anymore. He says he's only going down to the ground. So Francis would have been in trouble. But I think if it's striking, uh, especially after what uh, Francis did with Fury, uh, I think John would be in big trouble catching yeah. some of those. But then it's like, can he, I mean, it's, okay, when I wrestle with you, one of the good things you have is you're 100 pounds bigger than me of pure steroid. You're 140 pounds? That's crazy. Yeah. Well, you're like 180, or 280, I mean. <laughs> That'd be amazing. 280. 280. But, like, even, like, wrestling you, who has shit technique, and he's just like, grabs on you, it's still hard to deal with. Like, well, and physics is still physics, right? Yes. So we can talk about technique and a lot of things like that, but physics is still physics. And, and, deal, and a lightweight guy dealing with a heavyweight, you're still going to have some problems. and But, I mean, you know, a guy like you could play off his back and wear him down. Yeah, but then it's, like you said, one shot. Uh, you know, Yeah, in it, a fight yeah, fight, for sure. 80-pound I mean, difference for that, one shot. Well, I mean, like, a, I'm glad you're here now um, to have some support. Me and Eric are kind of in the same category. So <laughs> you know, kind of get some insight from me. He's constantly telling me that size doesn't matter. But you had 40 pounds on your he, – he, he's got to be a light heavyweight, that guy. Huh? He was. He's 207, right? Yeah, he weighed in 208. Uh, so you got 40, 50 pounds on the guy. I mean, even if he – let's say you're a five on – I'm not saying you are, but let's say you're a five technical and he's a nine technical. Do you think 50 pounds makes up 
that big of a gap? Because I mean, you you toyed with this guy. Well, so in strike, so the aspect that we're not talking about is if we're talking about just jujitsu, that guy probably beats me. Yeah. Right. But we're not talking about that because I get to fucking hit him in the head. Yeah. And like when he was trying to wrestle. And you're, yeah. And you're in there. those body shots I hit him with were really bad. And one of the knees I hit him with, it almost looked like it knocked him out. Oh, yeah. I remember that one. That was one. Play it, dude. Yeah. See if you can pull that up. Yeah. Because those knees, like, and that's, I think that's the technical aspect right here. You see it like, yeah, you can mute it. Yeah. There you go. And then see, you see like right here. He's trying to just wrestle you and eventually, Ooh. oh man, yeah, and that's just too much power and strength. And well, it almost makes a guy not want to stay down anymore. When he catches one of those down low, he's like, well, and you can see, so I, I couldn't, I couldn't remember if I hit him with something on the ground that broke his nose, but it's now broken. Something broke. Knee. I mean, I've eaten a knee like that from a guy. Oh, my side. there it was. Yeah. There it was. Will we ride now? I want to see that again. Yeah, and seeing like. Yeah, oh, yeah, dude. And it's just like, and that's the difference. If you was just sitting on that single, he would take you down eventually. But with the punches, now it's like, okay, this is making my brain. So, well, we talked about my kid being in the gym with me, right? And <clears throat> no, not yet. I, okay. I don't think he knows that your son trains with you. Yeah, we were talking about it before the podcast. Oh, yeah. yeah. So, I'm, and we can talk about it. But, you know, depend. so a couple of things. One thing that makes the takedown defense against a smaller guy harder is that his hips are always lower than yours. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they can, they tend to switch direction faster. Yeah. So like me in this position, I'm trying, I'm just trying to keep sideways and I'm trying to keep my, my hips the same height or lower than his. Cause then as long as I have an underhook, I'm relatively safe and I can work the strike off the other hand. But I mean, you know, I've, I've I think to the power that like that's the biggest difference is like someone with I can create is not devastating compared to a heavyweight, which it can still be devastating even if I'm big doesn't mean my brain can take the yeah. same. Then I think that's the biggest difference is like I used to always yell at heavyweights like sprawl, don't just punch there. But you keep seeing people even 205, 185 ending fights there. But then you watch the little guys and it's like. Ah, you're just gonna get taken down. So it's almost like a whole different range of like fighting. Yeah, and the physics just making such a big difference. Because even if a guy is 250 and I'm 250, right? The the guy in in these kind of situations, horsepower matters. Yeah. So so then pounds per pressure. Yep. Exactly. Going back to what I was asking, do you think that 50 pounds? Uh, striking makes. I mean, even if he takes you to the ground, you can start st still hitting him from the bottom, or what? Well, I knew, so like I said, I knew his his path to win was going to be to try to submit me, right? So mm. He's going to want to get me on my back. Wear you down, take away your power. Right. So, but when he did take me down, I, I, I pivoted, put my feet against the cage and popped him off. Yeah. When I popped him, he came all the way off the mat. Yeah. You know what I mean? So I, and going into it, I was like, well, he's not going to be able to take, he's not going to be able to hold me there if he gets me down. I, I already, you know, and- you know, thanks to my coaching and things like that, I we we you do want to shout out your team. Yeah, uh, I train at Team Link in uh, in Layton mm -hmm. uh, with Fabio Sahau. He's the gym owner. He's he's a black belt in jujitsu under um, you know a red belt. Yeah, he's a legit black belt. Legit black belt and a stud and one of the top guy. black belts in the state. Yeah. Actually, I've never heard of a red belt. What's a red belt? <laughs> it's a uh, <clears throat> like when you've been a jujitsu black belt for forty plus years. 
then you're like a red belt after that coral belt and it's the highest ranking and it's basically you change jujitsu in the years of being okay. a black belt okay. so basically meaning his master is like not Affected just the game yeah yeah, yeah change the game yeah and so you know he's really smart about no matter how heavy the guy is in the gym just really putting me in a shit position yeah. <laughs> or wearing me down to the point where it doesn't matter how big the guy is. I, you know, I got to start thinking, you know, why I feel like I'm suffocating to try to get yeah. out of it. Well, here's a question. I mean, we were, I was talking to Ramsey the other day and you know, he was, he was talking about Kent Mafaleo and one of the struggles was finding somebody who could spar with them just because you guys are so big. Is it a struggle to find you a sparring partner? Cause guys don't want to go i mean one you're so much bigger than most everybody <laughs> but is it, is it a struggle to find guys who will spar and you can't really hard spar with them i mean what, what's it like well so ironically for this uh kent and marco reached out to me and we started sparring on the saturdays nice so for like a month leading up to this zeke was up a few times can't every weekend um me kent and zeke we went down to agima and um and ben Moa was there. We had a bunch of heavyweights yeah. there. And ben Moa's fighting in the bare knuckle fights bare coming knuckle. up December yeah, yeah. 2nd. And I'm I'm stoked. I you know, I fought Ben and he beat me. Ben is a stud. I mean, yeah. he's a stud. I'm excited to watch him. He's a fu- I mean, bare knuckle might be his thing. It could be, you know, he he did the same thing I did. He retired, but they they got him to to come back out and and I hope I, money know, talks. I, well, and that's what it is, right? <laughs> Cuz they reached out to me too and it just I was like, god, I it's just it, so hard to watch. I can't well, imagine it's fun to be. I love it. I think it's, I mean, I'm, he's, I'm, a, he's I am like, a fan. oh, it's too violent That's for not me. That violence. It, it, for me, here's the thing. It's like, I mean, you guys have been fighters for a long time, so you don't think to yourselves, like, okay, I'm going to tap here. But in, in bare knuckle, there's no tapping or even faking a knockout, so you got to be like Lou Rockhold, where everybody calls you a pussy. Because you guys lost teeth four not, teeth. I love my teeth. I'm like, cool, guys. I'm like, I'm done. You know what I mean? So yeah, I'm, knuckle, there's no, I'm there's dumb. No I'd probably keep going. Yeah. I'm not very smart. Yeah. There. And you would just keep going. I, and, I mean, like, I, br- I broke my arm and fought for three rounds when oh, I fought Maurice Jackson. Shattered in eight places. A fierce recap on my guy, that Kevin Goo. Who fought Whoa. for the Guo fought for yeah. the title? He was winning. Dropped the dude. I don't know if you saw that one earlier. And then the kid came back, broke his arm with a kick, he, and he checked it yeah, one sided. Tried to check a kick and broke his arm. Yeah, and so that's, that's what big, happened to me. That's exactly, exactly what happened. Yeah. To me. Check one. It just seems like that has to be a hard kick to break an arm. No, it's shin versus arm, and it's shin's always gonna win. That's why, like, if you're checking kick, you need to double, double it up. And I that's- didn't. You like in the replay. So I, I was fighting Maurice Jackson. He's six foot eight. Oh. I think I think the night. <laughs> I think, yeah. So I think the night of the of the fight, he weighed like. God, I think he was like 280. Oh my God, that's gonna break anything. <laughs> and, hit. and he and he had kind of a karate background, and his foot came right up, and you could you could see my arm bend. Oh, <laughs> and you kept bro- on fighting. Yeah, yeah and I, I fought all the way to a decision, and I remember in the in the last round, I was hitting him, like hitting him, hitting him, and I'm like, why the fuck can't I put this guy down? Oh and then yeah, and then the bell rang, and my. <laughs> And, then, and that's when it hit me, right? That's what, like immediately the bell rang, everything else stopped, and I was like, I'm gonna 
fucking throw up. Ew. Like my arm yeah. hurts so bad. <laughs> I got to go to the hospital right now. Yeah. And oh the thing is, it, and so this is, this is, and then we can talk about the fight, but this is the thing is like, you know, you're 45 years old now and you take it and, and you you can talk to the mic afterwards about how everybody was calling you dumb and doing those things. I mean, this thing isn't a big moneymaker. So tell me, what is the motivation and what, what puts you in the cage at, at 45? What makes you want to keep doing it? And what puts you in the cage 10 years ago? I mean, at least Ramsey was, you know, trying to be, you know, he was in the show. He had an opportunity to do some stuff. But at 35, you you couldn't have had too many aspirations of the UFC. What's putting no, you in there? No, no. And, you know, I, so I, honestly, what it is for me is, I learn more and it's the, the fight is kind of the culmination of the, the six or eight weeks before that. Right. Mm -hmm. But for me, honestly, it was, if, how far can I make myself do this? How, how much can, am, am I, am I mentally tough enough to go through this process? And then every time I did it or every time I do it, I learn a little bit more about myself. Right. It, it's really a very introspective thing for me. Like if I can go to the gym every day, twice a day, cause I, you know, I, I do, I kind of handle my own strength and conditioning now. And I do that in the morning. And then at night I, I train for two hours after I work a full day. Right. I, and I, but I know that there's not very many guys, even at the level that even probably even at higher levels that, tr that tr puts as much effort into being even just good at this yeah. as I do. So am I tough enough to do it? Can I make myself go through it? Even on the days when I don't want to do it, can, you know, so it just, you know, everybody used to say embrace the suck. And, and I had a training partner. He's like, you know, embrace the suck. And I, I can't embrace the suck. I need to feel fortunate, especially at this age that I can still do this at all. Yeah. So I just, I learn a lot about myself and my own, my own fortitude and, and what I'm willing to do to try to be successful. And it translates into the rest of my life. Is there any point during this camp where you're like, Hey, I don't want to learn this anymore. <laughs> like this is, this, this sucks. It took every, it felt like it took every minute for my cardio to come back oh, no. to be honest. Cause I mean, I've been out of the gym a year <clears throat> and a half was my last fight. I hadn't been very consistent. Really, you get better in the gym in the in-between, not in camp, right? Yeah. Camp's just about getting ready and, and maybe strategizing for, for a guy. Really, to get better, you need to be in the gym getting between better. Between camps, yeah. Right? Yeah. Where, it's, where it's not so stressful and you're not trying to pack in all this stuff just to try to win a fight. And I hadn't done that. I was, But, I, you know, I thought I was going to fight Cortez and I wanted to get that win back because I think both times I was winning and something in my career that I tend to do that we really focused on in this getting ready for this was being disciplined because I'll get hit and I'll bite down on my mouthpiece and I'm not afraid to get into a firing exchange. I had 56 stitches in my face one year. Yeah. I mean, I'm not, you know, I'm not scared to be tough, but, yeah. but being tough doesn't necessarily win fights. Yeah. yeah. It only wins sometimes. You yeah. Know, you gotta and have the technique behind it. Exactly. You know, and that's actually uh, one thing that's really interesting is like Kyle would never put himself through a fight camp. So no, he would never terrible. understand. It'd be horrible. And it's almost a boy. <laughs> Sometimes I show up to the, one time I showed up to the gym and to, well, not, I'm talking about the one time I showed up and I realized when I got there that I had to take a shit and I was like, I'm just going home. <laughs> he just went home. Oh, wow. I was like, you would never be. And then today he shows up. He's like, well, I don't want to get sweaty before our podcast. 
There's a shower there. He's like, I don't like to shower anywhere but home. He's the softest piece of shit there. Well, I did. I did the other side of the B.I. podcast leading up to the fight. And then I did Drew's or uh, Dre's podcast leading up to the fight. And I had left the gym, took a hooker bath. And yeah. went and did it. You yeah, know what I mean? Yeah, that's a, exactly. He doesn't get it. Just a, okay, but if I was getting ready for a fight, I'd be locked and loaded. No <laughs> way, bro. And that's the interesting about you like got to be locked and loaded before you think you're going to get ready. Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. He's like the guy that's like, no, I'll show up to training and fight camp. It, it, it doesn't happen during the process. You better be there before it starts. But yeah. like an interesting thing is like you're almost become addicted to the self. Like, uh, how bad can I yeah, make it? Like, how bad can I... How much can I punish myself? And, like, how much can I grow, though, even, like, in a camp? Because when you're sitting there by yourself, there's, like, times... I mean, it literally feels like you might die. And so you try to almost, like, you know, organize your life, and then you try to read, and then you, like, feel like every minute leading up to this fight, I'm either getting better or getting worse. And you get really into your own, like, introspective head. It's almost like a drug trip. Well, it's like, interesting yeah. how, you, how you talked about it, because even Rogan, he gave an example on the podcast, like, he talked about when you go hunting, the ones that are the easiest, and you get the, the thing on the first day, those aren't, but the ones that are, it rains on you the whole time, oh, yeah. it's just Shitty. terrible, just the work, those ones that you remember forever, right? And you don't and have anything in your life like that. Yeah, right? I know. You have like one. I can, I can live vicariously through others. You have like you know one I mean? trophy that you're like, yeah. I had to earn that. Oh, yeah. You but, know? but you know, it's interesting that you say that, you know, that's your mindset is I want to see how bad I can make it for myself because that's what you'll remember for, you know, it's like there was a time when I was, you know, broke as hell, broke as hell, I mean, just the worst kind. I had a thirty-seven uh, percent interest loan on my truck tires. Right? I mean, it was bad. I was one hundred and fifty k and the worst kind of debt. And I was, you know, you wake up one day and decide is my account negative enough that I can just go donate plasma, or do I need to go pick up some side work? Right? And now that I'm out of it and, and successful in things, I wish it was worse. Right? You, you you want what you overcome to be even harder and even more because it it defines what you get to be at the end, you know what I mean? Do you look back on those worst fights and those worst training camps and be like, damn, I I did that or what? Yeah, I mean, and, you know, I... Pretty decent regional fighter, right? Mm-hmm. But I can say 100% certain I fucking did it. Yeah. Right? I did it, and I and I... And I never turned down a fight. I never turned down somebody to fight. Even when I got these last minute replacements, I still took the fights. I didn't ever back out of one and and was in it 100% and gave it 100%. Because, I mean, like early on when I was fighting, I'd be talking, you know, somebody talked to me about it. And they're like, oh, well, I, I fight too. Yeah, we're at. Well, I mean, I go to the gym. Yeah. Listen, yeah. the fucking yards of difference between you going to the gym and you getting in front of right. you know 5000 people you don't know and taking a yeah. fucking beating in front of your family yeah. that shit is different or like that someone shit, just sitting there thinking about you to beat your ass and, you know yeah and you're you know there's going to be 500 pounds of guy in this cage and we're both trained killers and it only takes one to end it you know what i yeah. mean so and you know you you know probably as well or better than me those those dark times when you wake up in the middle of the night and you start fucking running through the fight thinking did i did I do enough? Do I know enough? Have I worked all the situations? I mean, I don't even want to tell you what would happen with me. I mean, I was a nervous wreck. I'd wake up in the 
be like in a bath, crying, well, like wake up in the night, go on runs at it, like 4 a.m., be shadow boxing. Like it was, I mean, I couldn't sleep. And when people always ask me, like, why don't you want to fight him? I'm like, to give up each fight camp is a chunk of a stamp of your life that you give up. And then the culmination is a fight. And it's never a reflection of what you really endured. Yeah, endured yeah. or accomplished in your camp, you know? Well, and, you know, like this fight particularly was so odd to me. Because I, I get to the arena at 4.30. I start, um, you know, we go back. Fortunately, the rules meeting was kind of quick. Got yeah. that out of the way. I went back and laid on the fucking ground and put my head on my, my backpack and slept for an hour and a half. Yeah. Like, because I didn't sleep that good the night before. And then when I got up and they're wrapping my hands, the nerves started. And I didn't have a lot of nerves or, or leading up to it, which I thought was strange. Cause usually about a week, week and a half out, it really kicks in. Right. Mm -hmm. And you start going through these scenarios and, and your heart rate goes up. Oh, yeah. You know what I mean? And you think, fuck I, this, that, the other, all these, and, and really you're worried about the unknown, right? Cause none of the shit that's going through your head's a fact. It's just what could happen. Yeah. So I, and, but I, and my nerves were fucking terrible back there. Terrible, yeah. like it would might as well have been my first fight, and I had to keep telling myself, "You've done this before. You're you're not a fucking new guy at this." Have you ever had one where you didn't feel anything though? Yeah, the last one, and that's almost worse, isn't it? Well, it was worse because I lost. <laughs> exactly. You know what I mean? I was like, yeah. eh, whatever. But I was so you know, and and going against a guy, you know, that took the fight on eight days' notice, and you know, I'm listening to podcasts and like you know. Guys in the in the organization think he's gonna win, motherfucker. Do you still know who I am? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> that piss you off? Yes. Hell yeah. Hell Let's yeah. Walking through. So let's see this right here, and then this is a, about what is it like halfway through the first round? Knock Boom. Oh. Rewind that again. Was this the plan the whole fight? Yes. To like to come so, off of a clinch and, and hit him. So off a wrestling clinch like that? Well, so. Um, my kid's a big kid, right? And he's 20, oh yeah, he's he's my youngest kid too, and he's twenty oh, really? he's twenty three. He's got a big and, old mullet. <laughs> oh yeah, he he looks like Hoss, and uh, he's bit he goes to the gym with me every day. He's strong. He's not a technical wrestler necessarily. He's a better kickboxer because I made him kickbox when he was a kid. But he probably saved this fight camp for me because he was able to put enough pressure on me day in and day out that I really had to get some work in to get him off of me. How's that but, like training with your son, getting ready for a fight, then getting the results of? You know, it it was it's so rewarding, right? He and he's done camps with me before. You know what I mean? Where he's been helping get me ready. Um, but you know, I how fortunate am I that I raised my best friend? Yeah, that's and cool. and he works for me too. I mean, we're together twenty four seven. But to be able to have this and and have him be involved and know what it meant to me for him to be there. You know, it, it's just something that me and him, it's, it's that extra bond. Like when you have those training partners that you're yeah. just with forever, like me and Fabio and those guys, you know, well, I mean? that's kind of an interesting thing. Cause you get these really strong bonds with your training partners, but like mine with my brother, it was a really cool experience. And we we're both fighting full time. Cause it's your brother and you know, you're, someone, you're in it together. Yeah, I mean, a hundred percent of the skin in the game. Yeah. Right? And it's like, there is no like weird, like energy. So then you're planning right here. So you, did you feel it like at this point, like, all right, he's tired. I've heard him. So I knew that I'd heard him. I knew the knee hurt him and the body, the elbows to the body, like 
when you're in there and you know you hit something and you feel like their lungs are deflating yeah. and you're like, I got this motherfucker now, right? Yeah. So, but people as a general rule, when they when they disengage from, from an exchange like this, they go back with their hands up. Yeah. And I'm the bigger, taller guy, oh. right? Oh, the top. So I'm the bigger, taller guy, and I got all the range. And I will honestly say, regardless of me trying to get in shape, I'm punching as harder, harder than I ever have right now. Really? My my very first boxing coach came into the gym the week before the fight and spent three days just tuning up my technique. And he's the best guy at punching mechanics I've ever seen. Really? You know what was really odd to me, though, watching it, is you hit him. Put him down, and then it almost was like you hesitated. You didn't follow him. No, down. I knew he was done. You knew he was out? <laughs> I, well, I, I mean, if you look, it just about takes him all the way off his feet. Well, because I was watching a previous fight where you did follow a guy down after a second. I mean, it, if the ref doesn't step in right there, are you coming down? I would have hit him. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Well, when I fought um, when I fought Tony Darling. Yeah, because that's when you dropped and then you fought. But even on that one, you hesitated for a second to see if well, they were going to call it. I was waiting for because I could see he was out, but then he kind of – it looked like he was almost trying to do a sit up out of it, and and I think Dave, the ref, Dave Sellis, that was behind me a little bit. So as I was I was walking over there, and I'll admit I was I wasn't hurrying, and then there wasn't anybody there, and it looked like he was trying to get up, and I was like, well, I'm not going to fucking knock so, him out again, especially when it's regional fights. I mean, this isn't for the the UFC championship, so. This isn't with it being regional fights. You're thinking he's down. You're like, okay, I I want to let this guy. No, I gotta win. You gotta call. Uh, no, not not. I want to let him win, but I want I want to no. let this be done. I have to win. That's the end of it, right? I I mean, I wouldn't have been happy if I hit him again. Yeah, but I would have hit him again. Okay. And then that's like <clears throat> on these regional circuits. Sometimes you know you see a lot of these fights. They get uh, stopped early. They, the that's main what I event. noticed is that most of them get stopped. Pretty quick. I but mean, this heavyweight well, shout out to Dan Salisad because yeah. they're they're fighting for for Free, nothing. Yeah. yeah, but like these guys are two heavyweights pros. You know, as a pro, you five or six fights. You, as a heavyweight, you could be in the UFC. Yeah. So Dave Salisad shout right out guys, to him. Yeah. Sure. And right here, like this is where so it kind of gets be, wild. Before, before we tag this one, let's put a cap on on yours. Was there anything you'd wish had gone differently? Did you love the way it happened? I mean, was it was it everything you'd hoped? So it was my fight to lose, right? He gave up weight. He came up. He and shout out to Jesse. He's a stud for taking the fight. Because I, no matter, no matter, you know, my age or anything else, I'm a lot to handle, anyway, right? Just big, powerful guy. What do you think, Kyle? Can you handle yeah, him? For other guys, for sure. I'm sure. I, yeah, I, I, Kyle's like, <laughs> yeah. All he hears is everything you're saying is what he's hearing. It's like when you say, "I'm a lot to handle." Kyle's like, "Yeah, we're a lot to handle." Yeah, you know? <laughs> I'll, uh, yeah, I'll leave you. We got head movement. Yeah, yeah. This guy is not even like this is an American, all American. Fucking probably change your own oil and shit yeah, like that. Man, I work in a yeah. service. I, I manage a service department. Yeah, like if something breaks a, in your house, you fix it. Fix it. Exactly. What have you? What do you fix in your house? Listen, what I want you to understand, I actually had to pay somebody to hang up some pictures the other day. Hey, <laughs> but what I want you to real talk, about, I'm paying someone to hang up some pictures in the gym too. <laughs> what, I, what I want you to understand about guys like me and 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 Eric is that we're just built differently. You we're know? just different. <laughs> hashtag built different. Yeah, we're hashtag built different. You know, what's your jujitsu gonna do if I pick up a 45 pound plate <laughs> and smash well, you? Well, if I just pick you, if I hit. If I hit you with another motherfucker, what are you gonna do? You yeah, know? exactly. That's what Kyle. <laughs> if I pick up a motherfucker and hit you with another motherfucker, <laughs> but Kyle doesn't understand is 
Realist, realistically, excuse me. Realistically, he's one seventy. He's a welterweight. One seventy, yeah. You're right. built like look at okay. his belt. Yeah. What would you think he would be? One seventy? Yeah. Hell no. Hell yeah. okay, Kevin Gaslam, right? Yeah. You're the same. Kelvin Gaslam's five nine. Aren't you five nine? I'm six two. Oh no, you are not. <laughs> On your toes? Yeah. 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 <laughs> as far as this fight goes, you know. If he would have come in and won, it would have rocketed him to something different, right? Yeah. So it was my fight to lose. And he had everything to gain, win or lose, because what are they going to say? Well, he lost to Eric Iman. Yeah. You know, I was, even with my record and everything, I was still the third-ranked heavyweight in the state after a year and a half of not fighting, right? Yeah. So, and I might have fallen to fourth. I don't know. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But what I'm really happy about with this fight is, like I talked about, I can go cowboy in, in there. And I, one of my friends was like, don't fucking go cowboy with this. You are a cowboy, Cause, dude. Cause <laughs> I will get in a fucking exchange, and I'll bite down on my mouthpiece and toe the line, and I'll swing until one of us goes down like, and I ain't uh, scared to do like, it. Uh, Bro, Robbie, you're built Robbie for Lowe. pride. Yeah. You were built for yeah. pride, man. You right? should be a pride to never die. <laughs> right? In Japan, they would worship your big ass, dude. You yeah, know what and I, mean? I would actually make yeah. a bunch of money. And they don't give a shit if you win or lose <laughs> no, there. They just, just want to go that. Have a fight. Yeah, yeah they bro. just wanted to see something gnarly. That's one thing I do love about local circuits is you see those people that decided, you know, my whole career is just going to be me going out, biting down, and throwing some fucking bombs. And a lot of, I mean, that's why... People still like to, people still ask me all the time, when's your next fight? You know, because they yeah. like to see that. But I don't necessarily like to be on the receiving end of it. I've had a bunch of concussions. <laughs> I, I mean, I have my whole face reconstructed. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's a lot different. Getting hit by a yeah, heavyweight and, and, is just And you don't know, you know, when your upper jaws detach from your skull and they have to go in and plate your face back together from the bottom of your eyes to the top of your oh teeth. My it's God. not, you know, and then my jaw was wired shut. For Do you three. think about that before going to fights? No, I fucking go in and fight. You just erase that from your memory? Gone. Gone? Completely Jesus. detached. Dude, is a you're a legend, bro. <laughs> but what I, what I, because everybody says that, they're like, well, are you worried about your face? No, it's fucking better than it was before. It's armor plated now. I would say you actually look good, dude. Yeah, <laughs> you look this, really I good. look this, this is as pretty as you get for 150 grand. Yeah, bro. <laughs> I feel like, did you roll up in a Harley? And oh, got yeah. a couple of big yeah. titty women waiting out Why? front for you. Uh, absolutely, yeah. It took me yeah, yeah dude. But what I am proud of this fight is that I was disciplined. And I stick stuck to the game plan. I executed everything we worked on in the gym. I because I'm the guy that in between rounds, Fabio makes me face the crowd because I'm so fixated on this guy. I can't see anything else, and all I want to do is attack him. Right? Yeah. But that's not strategy. Yeah. So I, I'm really, I'm really glad that I just executed all the stuff that we worked on. I, I made sure my punch. Is there part of you that wishes that there was more blood and you felt more pain? No, I just, oh, right. I just, right, am, I'm glad I got the win. I'm, I, I hope. That, I mean, he's having a bad week. Yeah. There's no other way around it. But yeah. you know, I, I, I'm, I'm. I went into this fight saying, I'm going, just don't go. To, I'm going to win and I'm not going to the hospital this time. <laughs> well, and there's like this fight that both parties, yes. the main event. Yeah, Zeke let's, versus let's, Chisholm. Let's, let's talk Zeke and Chisholm. So like, when Chisholm walks out, we're sitting right in front of his corner. Uh, in fact, Zach Partridge got mad at me because I, you know, me and a buddy were betting. And so he was like, if you cheer for one more non Utah fighter, I'm going to whoop your ass. Uh, but, uh, You'd be really embarrassed if Zach came over. For yeah, that's what him, I'm saying. Put him yeah, 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 he's little, bro. <laughs> There's no hashtag built different after that, <laughs> yeah, is there? Yeah, <laughs> oh, he already got his ass kicked by a 170-pound girl. 
No, okay. she's not 170, first of all. And second of all, it was Oh, no, he- she's 150. It that's was right. a heel hook. Yeah. Heel hooks doesn't count. Yeah, all right. But uh, Chisholm's right in front of us. He comes out in spandex shorts. I'm like, dude, this guy, he comes out He comes out to the Lion King. And he looks like he's got the Derek Lewis kind of sloppy yeah. body, you know, but like less muscle mass, bro. So when he hits him and, and they go down, it, it just immediately Zeke starts starts wailing. I'm like, oh, my gosh. Like fast forward a little bit when he starts going right here and going for that finish. That got so crazy. There was probably a hundred unanswered punches, but when you watch it again on this replay right here, like you see, like nothing really actually. Take, take it to the ground, Stover. Yeah, there you go. Move forward a little bit. And if you're just listening, this fight, he's on top of him, and he's just literally there. There you go. Rewind it right where. Oh, oh my God! Yeah, right there. He drops him. He's on Such top of him. Such a great combination to drop him. Yeah, oh, just right. straight. Yeah, straight one two. And he's literally just sitting on him, punching him nonstop. But these little rabbit punches, it's not enough to stop a fight. You know what well, I mean? Well, and he's still moving. He's not sitting I was there, sure the ref laying was there. I mean, look, Dave's about to shout out to Dave but, again. I'm, and I love Zeke, but I, somewhere in here, there, Zeke should have changed nothing. the rhythm. Yes. And right, that's where the big difference is. Like Right here, there's no power. He's almost like just like. Well, you can see his wrist his is arm. moving almost. Yeah. yeah. And that's like where you see like Conor McGregor was great at his ground and pound instead of it being like T T T. He's like, boom, boom. You said you, said you had a theory on, on what was happening. Here. So that's my theory, right? Zeke messaged me afterwards, and he's like, he's like, bro, I got to come up and work out with you. I know that camp I did up with you guys. I, 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 my cardio was really good, and it was the hardest one I'd done with some of the grappling exchanges that we do and stuff like that. And I said, Zeke, it's not, it's not your cardio. It's the, you got to find your rhythm in the fight. And mm-hmm. you, I mean, here, if he would have taken the guys back or if he'd have let him up and socked him hard in the face again, probably done. Better range. Yeah. yeah. Right? It's like your breathing rhythm. You know what I mean? Like, exactly. like ah, ah, breathe, breathe, strike. Yeah. And make breathe, him count. Breathe, You're strike. a heavyweight. Yeah. Ganyao of all people used to tell me don't throw the double and triple kicks that I have these lightweights do when I was at Fairtex. He'd yeah. say, throw one and throw it as hard as you can. Have yeah. you ever had to, either of you, have you ever had to be in a fight, realize, oh, what I'm doing is just kill my energy. I have to stop this right now. Absolutely. Like should Absolutely. Been. I've actually been in that same I've position. been in that situation, mm-hmm. too. I, uh, um, and did you have the discipline to actually stop yeah, and reset? It, it's my one, well, this particular fight I'm thinking of was my one submission win because I, I rear naked choked him because I was hitting him and I could hear the corner saying, don't you quit. And I'm hitting him, hitting him. Yeah. And they're not stopping it. And, but you know, I got to win. So I just switched, switched up, got a rear naked choke. It's my only submission win in my whole career. That's awesome. Yeah. And I've been, I was fighting James Krause on the show, ultimate fighter. And I was just hitting him right. Same thing right here. But I actually, the same thing, gassed myself out, but it was like, all right, well, I'm just going to ride the position. You know what I mean? Right. I was like, which he could, I mean, just ride it out, catch like your you breath. See, yeah. Don't keep working here. Just hold the position because you're still winning. Yeah. So it, so it seemed like, and I don't know, I I didn't talk to Zeke. I'm sure he's a super nice guy. This he's is, a great guy. This is just my casual analysis, so I don't want Zeke to hear this and come whip my ass. But uh, did it seem like when he got off the chair, it was almost, they, they hugged each other. Did it seemed like he had almost, they they both had been like I don't know what's gonna happen like they didn't go like into that right w- here 
going yeah. into the second round. They hug like, each other. You know, I don't, I don't want to say quit on the chair because they they went in there, but it seemed like he almost expected to lose because he he, did, he wasn't even throwing him at that. Yeah, point. like he gives it his last. He gives a, a round hat or a, a spinning hand, a spinning fist. But, but then, I think if anything, that gave Chisholm. Like confidence, confidence when he, he hugs. Like I walked through it. Just, yeah. He falls down right here. He just—it's almost like he lays down. Yeah, it takes a knee almost. And I think that's the hard thing with like a football background, because like when you're in this mode, there's like what your trigger response is. Like you don't even know where you are. Do you, do you think like wrestling into himself? Like I got to put this out in the next five seconds, or I have to be done. Was he out of energy? I don't even think yeah. he was there. I, I think he was either. just like. I, I think he was so fatigued. Like when we're doing pad work or when I'm coaching a guy, it, you you this is gonna sound weird, but you look at his the color of his lips. Yeah. Right. Because if you pushed him enough to where his lips are blue, his his brain ain't. So what, what, it's not getting the elevator oxygen. ain't getting to the top. Yeah. Right? What Zeke's coach telling him in the corner after that first round? I mean, what what could breathe, you breathe, yeah. breathe? You need to breathe. That's what, that's what I would tell him. And footwork. I mean, yeah. he could have. You know, he won the first round, right? Yeah. If if he can put it together here, he could just keep him on the outside with anything. Get on his bike and move around till he can catch his breath. That's exactly because yeah, yeah. Chisholm wasn't going to be attacking so much because he just take. Well, I'm I mean, Chisholm, he took some shots. I'm surprised too. Chisholm answered the bell. I mean, that was uh, yeah. insane. But once he answered the bell and you see him like hug him, you see Chisholm's face kind of like look right here. He's like, oh shit, this guy's done. This is done, and you kind of see him like it kind of went from him getting his ass kicked to being like, oh, this is just a fun MMA round. You know what I mean? Because like we have fun in the gym. And I think when people relax. Yeah, this turned into sparring. Yeah, and it turned into sparring for Chisholm, exactly. Well, but like, even, I mean, you look at Chisholm's punching technique here. He, there's no hip in it. Yeah. Mm -hmm. just he's on, barely rotation, just, rotating yeah. his shoulders. He's he just, it's just him. accumulation because he's hitting him. Yeah. It's not like he's hitting him with a bunch of pepper. Yeah, which is uh, kind of interesting. So then we'll bring it into the Brandon Allen-Paul uh, Craig fight. You know, the 85ers, I don't know if you guys watched it. Thank you, thank you, thank you. There you go. There he he only took Brandon yeah. Allen because he knows him, and I had to give it to him. I know Brandon Allen's a savage, and I kind of like three to one odds. No, I would. Oh, uh, you would have yeah, three to one. Yeah, I took the underdog, Paul Craig. Yeah, but oh, and that was like a great fight because Paul Craig is such the feared jujitsu guy. Brandon Allen's kind of like an all-around martial artist. He just took him down, smashed on him. Paul Craig kept on trying to pull guard, and eventually. I mean, like we were talking earlier, big dudes can't play off of our back. I mean, you can't play off of your back anyway. Hey, hey, careful with the word hour. Okay. Big dudes, our. Built different. Yeah. Yeah, we're built different. <laughs> chill, chill with that we over there, Ramsey. Hey, I was a solid uh, 180 this morning, you know, I got on the schedule. <laughs> well, so, and that, that gets us close to the end there. Let me let me just ask you, kind of closing it up, is what's your future is this the end of it for you what what do you think so there let's, was, say, let's say that opponent calls back says let's do it uh, i'd fight him for sure um and actually chisholm knocked him out on their last outing which is kind of what he was on a he he's been on a losing streak i was on a two fight loss streak that's why i came out of retirement right? maybe you and chisholm I, i'll fight chisholm matchmaker um, ramsey <laughs> I, Are I you would, scared of Chisholm? What was that no, face? I like uh, the thing is I like him now, and I like Chisholm because I won. So I wouldn't money want, off of Chisholm. I wouldn't want to watch because you hate now. local fighters. Is that <laughs> what it is? Because if you cheer for a guy that's not local and I, against me, me and you are definitely <laughs> gonna fight after. Hey, you know, and that's what's funny because he just 
they just make bets. No, like we go to the Jazz game, every down or every play or whatever the, they call it in basketball. Possession. 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 Thank you. <laughs> they're uh, making bets, and everyone's like, "What team are they rooting for?" And they just are nonstop. So they're doing the same thing with the fights, and I was like. Hey, don't root against any of the Polynesians out loud. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, keep that You're in the wrong quiet. part of town. Yeah. yeah, we're on the west side over there in the Mavericks. So I was like, so if if you put it out there, are you looking for another one? Or are you if the right one calls, you're coming. If the right one called, I. I what about BKFC one. called? It'd have to be a lot of fucking money. It'd be a lot of money because I'm I'm I mean I got arthritis in both my hands now. I'm going to the hospital after that. There's no question about it. Yeah. I'm, I mean, you know, I, I've had, I had, had 34 stitches in one outing in this eye. Oh, I'm really prone to getting cut around yeah. my eyes. And then I got to go to work after this, right? Yeah, Cause yeah. This, is, this is not my day job. Yeah. So it would have to be enough money definitely to overcome some of that. Yeah. How much would you have to take to fight me? Uh, four dollars. <laughs> uh, I got, I got four dollars. Which then? So if are you? Uh, obviously, we have the BKFCs coming to Salt Lake. Big fight for us. We're all excited. December second. I'm stoked. Mike I'm Perry, super stoked. Yeah, Eddie Alvarez main event, and then the co-main event is uh, Big Ben Rothwell versus Todd Duffy, heavyweight. Who do you think is winning that fight, and how? I, Rothwell's so fucking tough. He's big and big. Huge. Well, what does he weigh now? He. Oh, I he was looking at least three ten. Yeah, bro, he made you look small. He asked. He was at, me and him are the same height, pretty much though. I think. Yeah, right? but he was. He had a gut though he, too. He was yeah. asking, uh, "What's the guy who owns the thing?" Dave Feldman. Dave Feldman. He was asking Dave Feldman, "Do you think we could get it to two eighty? Yeah. He was asking if they could raise the limit. He's cutting down to two seventy five. Right. Shout out to Dave Feldman. He was just named one of the top five entrepreneurs CEOs, yeah. and CEOs in the I, country. I love the product. I think they've done a great job. I I I'm a fan. 100%. Yeah. What do you think though? Yeah, so you so think we're, ben- we're taking bets. You're taking Rothwell. <laughs> you have the odds. Todd. Don't. Todd's athletic. But when they were next to each other, we were there shooting podcasts for him. He looks so much bigger than him. Can I see them both? Like yeah, yeah. do we have do we have a comparison or a square up from something? Dude, they they look so different. Like Todd, Yeah, like Todd looks like Way he should small. be a 185er. Versus, I don't know about that. Or at least 205. Well, though. next to Ben, he looked like a 185er, I think, just because see if you can pull it up. Just because he's so much bigger. And Todd's so not like bigger. Todd was what six two? I'd say it was actually a good comparison would be you and 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 your boy you just fought. That's what they look like. Next yeah, to they look other. like that, but even more weight difference. So I I think in striking though, there's there's some tangibles that you don't get with with the wrestling aspect, right? Can can Todd use his footwork and speed to stay away from him? Because yeah, chances are Ben can get tired if he's that heavy. And he uses his. Uh, but this isn't Ben's wrestling. first fight in bare No, this will be Todd's not. first. I That's think there's true. a big learning curve. Like you yeah. see a lot of people, their first one. Well, the one you Chad. can't take. I mean, from Ben, you can't take two, let alone one. <laughs> right? You can't take a fucking jab from that dude. Right? Holy shit! Especially with, uh, at that size, and he knows how to throw it. It's yeah. not. It's not like he's just a big, heavy guy that's just lumbering with with windmill punches. Dude, you know what I mean? He's so big. And, and like, then, yeah, there's the main one. Yeah, it doesn't even show it, really. Yeah. And then Mike versus uh, Eddie. I'm slamming Mike. They look way... And we, went to, we went to dinner with Mike Perry that night, 
Uh, it's crazy. I mean, the way he talks about it, Eddie is just here for a paycheck, it feels like. Yeah, while Mike is there, like, Mike... Mike likes it. Likes it. <laughs> he looks he's forward to the violence. Yeah, yeah. He was like, oh, man, I can't wait to get in there. Like, he's, like, loves it. Well, so, you know, you, you look at a guy that loves it like that, or you look at a guy like Alvarez that might just be checking a box. Yeah. Yeah, I, yeah I'd have to go with Perry. And Mike yeah. is scary. There was a couple times at dinner where I, I you know, I joke around, and he kind of, like, looked at me like, like, uh, are you joking? And, and Ramsey's, like, trying to laugh and show him, oh, that's funny. Yeah, yeah, we just laughed. <laughs> but I was next to his little coach, so I was like, <laughs> if you, you act up, I'm going to grab the coach with one of the steak knives <laughs> and be like, release well, Kyle. I mean, Mike's the type of guy you offend him. He might jump across the table and slap you he in did the it mouth. That <laughs> That's what I was trying to tell him. He didn't know about the bar incident. I was like, bro, don't be offensive. Like, but let the him... thing is, I have at least 50 pounds on Mike, so I think I can handle it. Oh, you, my you, God. You, I, you, I, I promise you are not built that different. <laughs> yeah, you're not built that different. Mike's a dog from yeah. Flint, Michigan. I would think twice about fighting Mike Perry, even yeah. at a size difference. He's tough as hell. I mean, he beat Julian Lane, and Julian Julian Lane's a dog, and I wouldn't want to fight Julian Lane and bare knuckle. And he was like, "Yeah, you know what I mean." He just he, the last fight was uh, gnarly. But a couple local guys I wanted to shout out on the BKFC. Yeah, let's shout them all out. Yeah, we got Mike out. Jones. He's Who? fighting Mike I Jones. Right. <laughs> so I I sparred a little bit with Mike down in the Gima. He looks good. Really looks good. Head movement looks good. Footwork looked good. He looked fast. I I'm ex super excited to see Mike. Yeah, he's explosive. I think and a stud, right? And yeah. and a dog, and he's got that heart. Yeah, and and you got Ben Moa fighting. Ben Moa. I fought Ben. Ben beat me, and Ben is Ben's tough and fast. Ben's fast. Who's yeah. the Who's the guy that we met? Uh, down Trevor. By the Trevor Bradshaw. I've known Bradshaw for a long time. Bradshaw's a tough guy and has big power. If he touches you right, it's over for sure. You know, my uh, one of my trainers, Dom. Him and Trevor Bradshaw fought, and it was one of the most bloody, brutal fights ever. So Trevor, he and you know Trevor's biggest downfall is always getting taken down, ridden. And I, I think Trevor's biggest downfall is about the same as mine. He ain't afraid to bite down on his mouthpiece, and then whoever takes the shots takes the shot. Yeah, and like they hear we talking about Trevor, and that's why I think BKFC is actually going to be really good for him. I hope he gets on that circuit. Mike Jones, uh, I mean, he's just coming off a of fierce. Uh, first round yeah. KO yeah. for the belt, right? Yep. With 185 the, chance. The 85 pounds. Yeah. Fierce is like my home these days. They also let me commentate, and I, I just oh, love the organization. Awesome. I've, I actually commentated the Farmington fights yeah. and the ones up in Hebrew. Okay, you were up there. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Dude, how about, okay, I don't want to, we don't want to keep prolonging here because we're getting long, but that's those Farmington fights. That guy, Cross Hughes, he fought here. He fought He's him. a stud. I'm such oh. a huge oh, fan. Oh, me too. From such a stud. From the Bayou. Yeah. Uh, but this Jackson DeGray. Is he's the one that uh, he broke fought. Kevin's arm? Yeah. He broke Kevin's arm, but he also he fought Ben up in Farmington. And that's when he yeah. busts his orbital. Yep. That Jackson the Gray is filthy. He's running through I, my thirty fivers. I'm gonna get him, dude. <laughs> I, he hasn't fought my two main ones, but well, I think uh, I think the Gray's striking in that Farmington one the best of the night. Yeah, yeah. The I mean, he's, he's his Muay Thai is very sharp. Yeah. Oh, one last thing I wanted to bring up with another heavyweight is. Rumors has it. I mean, nothing signed, right? Nothing signed. But uh, Deontay, Deontay, Deontay. Thank you. Edit that, please. <laughs> Deontay Wilder, Francis Ngannou. Ngannou. Yeah. I'm getting closer. Yeah, you're getting closer. I, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, there. Rumor has it they're fighting PFL 
in the Rumble in the Jungle, Africa, after the Bellator. Today, as a matter of fact. Yeah, yeah. and then they're supposed after to have a bunch of Bellator and, yeah. fighters on it. What do you think if that actually happened? They're fighting MMA? Yeah. yeah. Wow. I, casual fan does not watch the Reddit threads. That's well, gonna, that's well be I don't know that a casual fan tunes into this. So a couple things. Like, it'd be hyped, right? And it'd be the boxing versus MMA thing, which we haven't seen in MMA yet. Well, we've seen it with uh, Randy Couture versus James Tooney. Yeah. And And then it was very, yeah, Randy just low singled him and took him down. Yeah, yeah. It was, and and Tony looked like he couldn't get off his back on a good day. It was so heavy. (laughs) Francis, though, isn't a grappler. Yeah, he is not. But a grappler, even if he's not a grappler at all, him against Deontay Wilder, who's never had to do it, he'll take him down. I don't know if you saw his uh, Instagram. Deontay Wilder's been uh, hitting his sprawls. He was like out there, like, did you guys see that? He's like, I'm ready. I'm hitting the sprawls. So, and but then you look at uh, if if Francis gets on top of Deontay, Deontay is not getting out. Yeah, because it would be like me versus Salmon, the same thing, right? Yeah. Well, even if it's like but that. Salmon has some skill in 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 the ground. Deontay's leg is about the size of my forearm. Yeah, and I mean, yeah, he's got punching power, but there, I mean. Francis is big enough; he could just bully him wherever he wants. He just has, and the only thing he has to worry about is his hands. And well, Francis's coach, shout out, Coach Nick, uh, er, Nick, uh, oh, dude, I drew a blank. Coach Nick from uh, Extreme Couture, Coach of the Year, and uh, he coaches uh, what's his name, Sean Strickland, into his yeah. championship. Francis into that boxing. Pretty good performance. So he would have Francis just shooting a double leg, probably right over off over and over again. Yeah, and just yeah. be like. Blitz, double yep. leg, and just lay on top of him. Then probably let him up and knock him out for but the money. But the thing is, Francis, it does what he did, what he did to Fury, knocks him down. He's following with the hammer fist. That's oh, yeah. Dead. Or even if Deontay knocks him down, it's not going to be his reaction to fall with the hammer fist. So Francis will just go down and and get back up. I just wonder what, what the buy-in is for, for this because it sounded like the, the Fury fight was, it wasn't was a big seller. Yeah, it tanked, Yeah, man. But, the, the but they don't Abu care, Dhabi though. Didn't care about well, the money. Well, they don't care because yeah. they have money. It's the PR. Right. Yeah, it's all about the PR. So that's the things everyone's like, oh, it didn't sell. I'm like, they didn't even probably care if people are streaming. They're like, oh, don't even even chase them let them stream it for free everyone see how beautiful saudi arabia is you know it's an ego thing for them yeah well let's call it there thanks uh we had eric on the podcast today uh follow us everywhere youtube uh, spotify apple podcast thanks eric good man appreciate you hey i appreciate you guys in uh my instagram silverback muay thai uh or just eric iman on facebook one one uh, more time give us the instagram and give us your gym shout out your people silverback muay thai on instagram silver sorry silverback muay thai um and team link my has been my home since i started fabio's been in my corner for every one of my fights he's a stud um and uh you know shout out to uh marco and kent for including me in some of his camp getting ready even though he couldn't fight that you know i i think if i would have had some opportunity to be able to spar and stuff with some of the the heavyweights if it you know five years ago i i probably would be a different guy now but i really appreciate them including me now and and it was a great experience and um, big shout out to fierce fighting thanks for having us you're putting on a great event uh thanks guys thank you appreciate Bye. you guys having me thank you thanks for tuning into the coach and the casual make sure to subscribe on youtube apple Podcasts, and spotify and share it with your friends thanks again <laughs>